Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And now it's the time of the show. We search the planet, the universe, and the seven seas for the buy of the week. Thank you, Wade. So if you're looking for a good, really good price on a not tiny TV, um, Insignia, which is the brand that Best Buy actually makes, and I've talked about them before. The, I actually have an, a small Insignia TV in my house. Had it for a number of years, and it works great. Uh, this is Insignia model NS-39DF510NA19. So let me just give you one more time. Insignia ns 39 df 510NA19. It's a 39-inch 1080p full HD smart TV. It's what they call their Fire TV Edition. Uh, it has a 1080p quality. Uh, it, again, with the Fire TV, you can you know link on to things like Netflix and Prime Video, Hulu, HBO, Showtimes, all kinds of stuff. Uh, it also integrates live over-the-air TV and streaming channels. Uh, you can control the TV with your voice remote with uh, Echo, so that's available to use on there as Echo is now controlling everything in the world. And it's a really nice TV, and the pricing on these things have gotten insane. So you can get this 39-inch TV, and it's available on Amazon today for $179.99, wow. Wow. including free shipping. Normally sells for $250. And like I say, uh, it's gotten four out of five stars on Amazon uh, out of 604 reviews that they put up there. So a uh, great TV, the Am- uh, Insignia on Amazon, Fire TV Edition, 180 bucks for a 40-inch TV. And that's a really nice deal, and that is our buy of the week. It's amazing that the price of TVs are going crazy, rock down, yeah. and the price of phones are getting ridiculous. I know, isn't that true? That is funny, isn't it? Right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. TVs like this were four. I mean, maybe not forty inch, but they were four thousand, five thousand, twenty-five thousand. You know, and they r- dramatically dropped. Needless to say, down where you can get a TV for one hundred and eighty bucks an HD TV. So that's a little crazy, isn't it? But uh, I don't know. Uh, who knows anymore? Crazy world yeah. we live in. Yep. So exactly. I found a new Wi-Fi app. That, oh, okay. That. I'm a nut about Wi-Fi apps. I load Wi-Fi apps and on checking channels and checking signal strength and I'm checking, checking, checking. Why? Because I don't know. Because it fascinates me, I guess. So right. I used to use I use Fing. I use Wi-Fi Analyzer, and I saw this one and it looks a bit like Wi-Fi Analyzer, but it's a new one and it does so much more. It's ubiquity. U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-I, Wi-Fi Man. Um, It's a great little app. It is in iOS and Android. But you can walk around your house. You can see your Wi-Fi list. It can rate the signals. Um, You can do it from anywhere else, and it measures all the different bands, 2.4, 5 gigahertz. You can compare them. See if you're competing with a neighbor for one of your channels um the app's discovery feature looks familiar if you've ever used an app like fing which i do use it will find it it will give you the um 
IP addresses of all your stuff. And boy, do we have we have cameras. We have so much stuff, and it has a speed test built in. So I highly recommend good app to download. It's like Fing for the New World, and it's called Ubiquity's Wi-Fi Man. Cool. Cool. Okay. We, uh, we skipped we skip the uh, Motorola, but I do want to mention it. Oh, um, no, I'd like for you to talk about that. Yeah. Um, we all remember the Razor phone. It was the most revolutionary, really cool-looking cell phone prior to smartphones. It was a flip phone. It was sleek-looking. You looked at it and went, wow, that is so cool. I know, and it you felt know? so good in your hand. And plus, it, it made you look like Captain Kirk because yes, it was exactly. like, <laughs> right? It, it, yeah, the communicator, exactly. Right. It was so cool. Well, and then, of course, smartphones happened and everything, you know, Everything got all smart. smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything got smarter than the cell. Well, there's a story that Motorola may be rebooting uh, its vintage flip phone this year. It's supposedly a foldable. We've been talking about foldable phones. That's the new big deal now, uh, although right. I haven't seen actually seen one yet. Uh, it will have a dual screen, and it will sell. Here's the, here's the kicker that, I, that I'm laughing about. They're estimating, the Wall Street Journal estimates it'll be $1,500. <sighs> now, it still looks like the old flip phone, supposedly. But it has a folding the, screen it does. on the inside. It, yeah, it flips yeah. over. You yeah. know, I, who cares? I mean, I don't know. Are you going to spend $1,500 on a phone that looks like a phone from 20 years ago or whenever it okay. came out? Get, getting on my horse here. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of homeless people on this planet. There's a lot of people yeah. who don't have anywhere to live or what to eat. Right. What would be a better use of your $1,500? Yeah. Yes. Buy yourself a nice phone. There are plenty of nice phones that you can get. Yeah. But, I mean, for gosh sake, spending that much money is insane. It seems a bit excessive, uh, if that's a the bit. actual price. A bit, yeah. yeah. And top of which, from what I can see by looking at pictures, it looks like a tiny screen. It's not a seven-inch screen. It's a smaller screen the way it looked you know, originally. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Thanks for bringing out the original uh, Razer phone. It was cool yeah. at the time. But, Thanks, but no know. thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so what's the deal with Flickr? Okay, so Flickr, which has been around since the beginning of time, right? I mean, yep. we all have must have a Flickr account, whether we've visited it lately or not, right? I realized I've been paying for a Flickr account, not using it for a long oh, time. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're changing their business model. Uh, which will put an end to the free terabyte of storage in favor of a new subscription-based service. Now, a lot of people put pictures on Flickr and gave them a Creative Commons license. And in my books, I recommend if you're looking for um, a picture to use in a blog post or something, if you go mm -hmm. on Flickr and you see the Creative Commons license, like Commons license, that means that that picture can be used easily for your blog post. You just have to read the you know, permissions that the uh, person who took the picture gives. And right. a lot of the times you have to give credit to the person who took the picture, which, great idea. I think it's perfect. Um, but you have to give credit. They announced finally they host more currently than 500 million Creative Commons licensed works. And it's increasing daily, so they've decided to 
anything that's on the system that's Creative Commons licensed will be staying on the system for the good of the world. Okay. <laughs> well, which is good. Like, like on the Wikipedia, pictures of right. people, they have to be something with a Creative Commons license. So well. there you go. No worries. You can still... Still, still look for that on there. Well, that's that's always good to see. No question about it. Uh, okay, so I want to give you a quick review. It's kind of a fun little thing. It's called Tropo, T-R-O-P-O. And what it is basically is an air pump. Uh, and I don't know, you know, around our house as the kids were growing up, and even now we have, you know, other kids that come over, you know, we're always pumping something, whether it's Well, i got to tell you, I, I didn't look it up because you said air pump. I can't imagine what you'd use an air pump for, so I am listening intently. Sell me okay. this thing. Okay? All right. Well, have you ever had to pump up a basketball? No. Or pump up a, a for the pool? Have you picked pumped up an, a you know one of those uh, floaty things? What the hell are they call yeah, them? Yeah, I Rats. got a mouth and lungs. Yeah, mouth and uh, lungs. Oh, good luck with that. Uh, if it's a I've big device, it. good luck with that. All right. Well, then I'll just have you come over to the house and you can blow up all my stuff. Uh, have you deal. tried to Have you tried to blow up a basketball that way? No, that I don't a... blow up balls. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> hey, Marvin, uh, because... that one was for you. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, he keeps record of my quotes. Yes. I see. Okay, don't want to blow up balls. Uh, okay. Anyway, so it's this little thing. It's about. I would say it's about the size. It's a little bit tiny, smaller than a Rubik's cube. And it's an air pump, and it comes with a bunch of attachments. You can actually use it on your grill during the summer to light a barbecue grill. You, there's a little um, unit on it, and it'll help you light your coals. I thought uh, it blew air. It does. It blows out air, but apparently Oh, so kind of like air. a bellows. Kind of like a yeah, bellows correct. that exactly. you use. Right. Okay. Exactly. Uh, it ball, you know, it'll uh, do any kind of like beach camping or outdoor activities. It comes with three nozzles. It quickly, in 10 seconds, will inflate a little swimming ring. It works on four dry cell batteries. You just pop them in. And, uh, and it comes, you'd like this, Marcia, because it comes in very multiple colors, so it will match your decor. Uh, and it's cheap. It sells for about 20 bucks. So if you want to check it out, you can go to, uh, uh, let's see, it's micronovelty.com, tropo.micronovelty.com, and sign up for their um, their device. And it's kind of nifty. I have it in my hand, and I have to say, it's pretty cool because, you know, usually So how big is it? Up, small. It's smaller than a Rubik's Cube. The whole thing is it kind of like as big as a fish tank air pump? Uh, probably. About that so, size. So yeah. basically they... Bought some fish tank pumps at Petco and put them on steroids, and now they're branding them. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Uh, I haven't tried to, to pump this with my in my fish tank, but I'll certainly give that a try. But yeah, it's kind of nice because you know normally I had to go out to the garage, get the giant air pump, plug it in, you know, then pump up the thing in two seconds. You can walk outside, keep this next to where all you keep your inflatables, because uh, we play basketball at the house and such, and we're always looking to pump something up. So uh, it's called Tropo, T R O P O. Pump, P-U-M-P, and uh, that's that one. Uh, Chrome. Why, why do we need to update Chrome? I think it's hysterical. So I just checked, and if you want to check your Chrome status, you click the three dots, three dots, one, two, three, over the other vertically, on the end of your browser, and then you go to Help. And the menu that pops up says About Google Chrome. You can click that, 
and you will see, I can see nearly up to date. Relaunch Google Chrome to finish updating, which I'm not going to do till the end of the show. It seems that there is a major vulnerability in the Chrome 72.0.3626.121 version, which I'm sure we all check our versions all the time. But it seems that all you have to do is launch Chrome, and it will download the new one. Uh, it's a vulnerability as a memory management issue in Chrome's file reader, which can allow hackers to inject and execute malicious code. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, which I didn't know, I don't know how Chrome works, File Reader is a system present in almost all modern browsers that lets web apps read the contents of files stored on the user's computer. What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, according to the CEO of a security company, the vulnerability allows malicious code to escape Chrome's security sandbox and run commands on the underlying OS. In that grand, right? Well, that's so. Nice. Yeah, update your browser. Actually, just open it, and it will happen. Okay. So there uh, you go. We, yeah, we have a little extra time. I, I ran across a story we we weren't going to talk about, but I think it's kind of interesting because we do have some extra time here. Um, and we don't do politics ever on the show, but Elizabeth Warren, who's running for president, came out and said that she thinks that Amazon, Facebook, Google, and firms like that should be broken apart. You have any thoughts on that? Uh, yes and no. Um, honestly, I don't think it's for her to be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. think we have an SEC. We have plenty of departments in the United States government who do their job, and if they're not doing it well enough, put better people in charge of it. Uh, personally, I don't like the idea of government and private business, period. I agree. If you remember what the government did to Microsoft <laughs> oh, yeah. a while back, uh, do you, I don't remember exactly. It's your business. Do you remember well, they what were they did? You know, they were trying to split up. Uh, you know, the, 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 multiple times governments have come in, and you know, if you go back to the days of AT&T 25, 30 years ago, they made AT&T split up into like 8, 9, 10, however many companies they were. And they, that actually did happen. They actually did split up AT&T and it became and Pac-Bell. Now, let's, let's back up there. Did we all actually benefit? Because yeah, AT&T is still a nasty giant. Oh, yeah. No, no question. They're bigger <laughs> now. No, I mean, they, they bought direct right? TV. And, you know, right? Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. So did yeah. that work? No. No. And no, the I split think... up of Microsoft, did that work? <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, um, they tried yeah. to do that with Microsoft, and, and that didn't really work. So I don't know. You know, a lot of this is headlines. When you're a politician, you're running for office, you just come up, you just throw random stuff out there and hope that something sticks and, you know, somebody gets, uh, you know, loves what's going on. Well, uh, you know, but, standing in the street and shaking your fist at something that annoys you does nothing. Taking right. action on something does something. So, you know, I'm really sick, like I used to be one of those people, hashtag women in tech, give us more jobs, blah, blah, blah. Now I've reached the point where when I see those posts, I just say, why don't you just go and get the jobs? Why don't you yeah. stand outside the business and have a 100 women apply for the job? Take yeah. action. Don't stand right. there out in the street shaking your fist at the big bad man. 
Yeah, it, exactly. It's not going to help. It really isn't. No, no. It's it's going to be an interesting election coming up, and we're what a year. Let me think. The election is next. Is it next year? Yeah, 2020. The election is at the end of 2020. So it's going to be an interesting couple of years. There are something like 20 Democratic candidates running for president. So we're going to see a lot of stuff going on. I, I know, can't even. And on. this is going to be the last time we mention it because it just turns my stomach. So I'm just oh, yeah. not even. Yeah. Not even. So Very, let's talk about something else. Okay. What should um, we talk about? Okay. Well, it seems. We've never talked about it on the show, but one of my fascinations not, is not only with Elon Musk and his crazy, mm -hmm. but it's the story of Elizabeth Holmes. And if you don't know who Elizabeth Holmes was, she founded a company called Theranos. Theranos was a biotech startup. And talk about, okay, I'm not calling her a huckster. I'm saying, <laughs> legally, that she may have been yeah. acting like a huckster. Um, she had a company which supposedly could speed up the time it takes to test blood and diagnose disease. Okay. That you could walk into a Walgreens and they could prick your finger and within seconds tell you what's wrong with you. Okay. She went, so Elizabeth Holmes was the, at the helm as CEO and founder of the Theranos fantasy, because honestly, it didn't work. But mm. what, they, what she did is she would go do demonstrations, and the data would go back to her company where they had real equipment to test blood <laughs> and wow. send it back for the demonstrations. I mean, this SEC violations all over the place. Mm. Uh, she sold stock in the company. Uh, the company ballooned to a $9 billion valuation once Walgreens jumped aboard and said, that sounds like a great idea, young lady. Let me put that in all my stores, because I haven't really seen it work, but you're cute. So oh, she, God. <laughs> well, I mean, what else? You tell me what else would have made a stupid company yeah. just go ahead with something that doesn't exist, invest money, they haven't examined the product, but in mm -hmm. in Silicon Valley way, the person invest. It's a startup. We'll make big money. So yeah, HBO right. has done a documentary called The Inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. It debuts Monday, March 18th, and to me could be a reason to watch, uh, to subscribe to ABO, HBO for a hot minute, because I think that... It just illustrates she was the youngest self-made female billionaire. And it was all it's like a Bernie Madoff thing. It's, oh, it, yeah, right. Bernie Madoff was more honest. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is horrible. Um, what she was selling was impossible to do. And the stupids on Wall Street, the heads of these companies, oh, yes, let's invest in that. Um so I, I've been fascinated with it, and it's one of the things I message back and forth with some, some of my friends, because we follow it. We were mm -hmm. deciding which book would we want to write, the right. Elizabeth Holmes story or the Elon Musk story. And we figured the Elon Musk story was just too horrible for words, and he mm -hmm. would sue the crap out of us immediately. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, the Theranos story. I can't wait to see it. What have you seen interesting on TV? You lately? know, 
Uh, I've tried to watch a few movies I'm watching. There's some new TV that's come out. Um, Marsh and I talk about it all the time, and if you haven't watched it, uh, The Orville continues to do some really great stories. Isn't it amazing? It's becoming yeah. like the best. The best show on TV. I am shocked. It's more Star Trek than than anything. I mean, yeah. than even Star Trek. So well done, so well produced, such great sets, interesting characters. I, I just can't say enough about it. I really love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a terrifically well done show. It's always got a message at the end of the story, and uh, it does like have the old Star, Star Trek, Trek feel. used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. It, it's got the Star Trek feel. Everybody is kind of a good person, and you know, so I like it a lot. So that's one I've seen. Um, I, I've noticed that some of the streaming services are also showing some old films, which is kind of fun. Uh, I saw one on a streaming service, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello Meet the Killer with <laughs> Boris Karloff. I mean, you know, you remember the old Abbott and Costello films? You know, yeah, I sure Costello do. Frankenstein. Oh, God, are you kidding me? When I was like four. <laughs> yeah. I loved Abbott and Costello. They were hysterical. They they had some really great films out and such, and uh, so that was good. Did you? Now I can't remember. I think you were gone right during the Academy Awards. Uh, just preparing to leave. Okay. So by did the you way, watch it? just just so people, if they're listening on Twitter, DARPA is in the screen giving a high five to our listeners. DARPA, oh, the sweet. Sony Ibo robot. So there you oh, go. Oh, the damn dog finally woke up. Yep. Yep. She's wow. going to run okay. out of the screen in a second, but. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So you you did or did not watch the Academy Awards? Uh, no, I I won't watch award shows anymore. Right. I won't. Okay. I am not interested. I am not interested in celebrities' politics. I'm really not. Right. Right. I mean, God bless them. They're actors. They entertain us, and I applaud them for that. But really, where's their PhD? It's just. Forget it. I'm just not interested. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I did see a really good movie in the theater uh, last week, and I have to tell you, go see it. It's really an excellent film. It's called Fighting with My Family, and it's the story. It's a true story of a couple, from, uh, a brother and sister out of, I think it was uh, England, a small town in England, and they were fighters, and their family had been uh, wrestlers for years, and the whole family organizes their own wrestling, like WWE, and these two people go to compete in the World Wrestling uh, Federation in the United States. And it's a warm and touching and really interesting look into that. It starred uh, Lena Head Headley, Head Head Hedy, I guess, Yes, who was Whatever. from uh, Game of Thrones. Well, she was the yeah. star of Game of Thrones, so she's a big deal. And uh, Dwayne Johnson, of course, is in the film. makes kind of a cameo appearance. And Vince Vaughn is kind of the main star. And it was very entertaining, I have to say. And we all, uh, four of us went to see it, and we all walked out feeling warm and fuzzy about a story that you wouldn't think. Uh, and it actually is a true story. Uh, so that's a good one. Have you, did you get to see any movies while you were gone? I barely got to sleep. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, just, I, I did. The interesting thing about going to Alaska uh, with all our technology is in order to see things, you really need to be on the ground. We did take a couple of bush planes. Yeah, we did. And, but when you're flying over something, you're not seeing it and you're not experiencing right. it. Right. So it was a lot of vans, a lot of outhouses, um, fascinating people. 
we met. You're not really uh, selling this trips, trip so fantastically. Well, but we of, met we met Yukon Jeremy at oh, the Yukon, Yukon River. Jeremy. Yukon Jeremy, if you Google him, he's a character, and he's been on okay. TV shows, and he rides his snowmobile around a little hut where he lives with his mom, and his mom is a trapper, oh. Oh. and a. Yeah, but people make a living and people eat from the meat. It's not like here. You know, when when you think about gun laws, if you're living in a place where a bear can walk through your window, you need that gun. It's just, yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. exactly. So, you if know, I wanna... there's a lot of reasons. But um, now, we met a lot of people, a lot of unique things. Um, the guy we went mushing with in a dog sled, I Googled him, and he and his dad once came across a Jeep that had gone over the side of the Dalton Highway, the ice road that we were on. Wow. And he and his dad pulled the people out and the car with their dog sled. So, oh, my God, that's cool. It's an amazing part of the world. Yeah, hey, that's it for us. And by the way, sad to uh, the passing of Luke Perry. That was very sad to happen. Oh, that was young, terrible. Young guy. Anyway, uh, please do not drink and drive. We want you back with us. And uh, you are listening to Computer and Technology Radio on WS Radio. Bye-bye. See you next week. We are. We are. Love ya. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication. Global food for thought. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business Radio. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. It's for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. It'll help you to work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, go to scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. 
Kenja Dixon was crowned the number one sales executive through hard work, deep thinking, and the revelation of Universal Talk Laws. He now wants to share these lessons with you. Universal Talk Laws are what you need to know and use in business and at home to have successful and effective conversations. Kenja Dixon shares his wisdom, action plans, and wealth. Each book comes with a chance to win $10,000. Find Universal Talk Laws at KenjaDixon.com. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CM founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. <laughs> 